Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Amanda doesn't even do her own taxes. Like, she doesn't have a business bone in her body. I know she's going to get her dad involved, right? And, and I don't want to look, like, unprepared. I got one tough conversation out of the way. I'm not, like, eager to dive into another. It's not a fun topic. I don't even know if it's something they really believe in. So if it worries you, then maybe we shouldn't do a prenup. If this prenup's that important, then you have to talk to my dad. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, Summer House Edition. But actually, before we get into Summer House, I'm going to talk a little bit about Karen's spinoff, Karen's Grand Dame family reunion, or whatever the hell it's called. Just watch it, you guys. Okay? It's two episodes. It's no commitment. Do it for our girl. Do it for the Grand Dame. I had some laughs. I watched it, you know, pretty passively. I was doing other things, I must admit. But I I would say that I paid 78% attention to it. And I enjoyed it. It's a good watch. It is... I always think it's interesting to see... Um, people like outside of their comfort zone and have that be their family. You know what I mean? Like Karen Huger is obviously comfortable on television. She's comfortable with Potomac, but she clearly does not have a super close relationship with most of the family members that are on this show. And, (laughs) you know, she's trying, she's, she's trying very hard and that's all we can ever say about Karen Huger. And we have to appreciate her for that. I also appreciate Raven, her daughter, for coming in. She clearly um, made a mood board for all of her looks that she was going to be presenting on the show. She's giving monochromatic. She's giving um, superhero's daughter. You know, like the... Like, if the Incredibles had a black daughter, this is what she would dress like. Um, and I'm loving her on the show. Ray, just light, just an absolute light, as he always is. A slow-moving, but present light. And we can all appreciate that. So, yeah, just watch it. Just watch it, okay? I'm making you watch it, so just watch it. Um, let's get into Summer House. We start off with Lindsay. She's continuing to tell Amanda that she will always dive in headfirst into her relationships because that's what she does. Okay. That's what she's been doing, has done, continues to plan on doing. So Amanda then kind of condescendingly, I thought says, okay, well, if you want to give a hundred percent and 
you want to have different ties with them, give your heart away and move on and be heartbroken and do it again and then meet somebody new. If that's what you want, then I'm happy for you. Like, are you? That doesn't sound like somebody who's thrilled for for my behavior, okay? Um, then she starts to get a little Duggar, I thought. Like, the Duggars do this thing where, you know, oftentimes their uh, attempts at getting their children to not have premarital sex or even premarital touching is wrapped up in this idea of like guarding your heart where, you know, like you just don't give pieces of yourself away. So... Amanda starts to adopt this a little bit and is like, well, you know, if you're giving all of your heart to everybody or you're giving a little piece of your heart to everybody that you love, you know, by the time that you find that one person that you do love, are you giving less of yourself to them? I, I feel like we've been maybe duped by Amanda. She is, this episode has very much cemented herself as very conservative and living a very different lifestyle than one that I'm accustomed to, which is not an issue. Everybody's allowed to have a different life. She's allowed to come from a privileged background. She is, her parents are allowed to make money. That's not what I'm saying. It's just, there's a very different mindset that I think she's not aware of that I just became aware of on this episode. And oh man, we, we have just lived very different lives. (laughs) So Lindsay's response to like, are you giving little pieces of your heart away is I have a huge heart. Okay. (laughs) So she's not worried about it. And that really should be, and should have been the end of this conversation a long time ago. I do I can understand what Amanda is trying to get at, which is that you seem instead of just having this fun footloose and fancy free sexy summer to be heavily involved in these guys right away, getting upset because things don't work out. And then you're on the next one. Like maybe a better question, if you have to ask it at all, which you don't is like, aren't you tired? (laughs) Like, isn't that kind of exhausting? Are you having fun? I'm just making sure that like, this is fun for you because like, these situations might feel stressful. And the minute she says like, yeah, I'm okay. You drop it. You let it go. We don't need to like have her analyze all the different angles in which she could possibly be upset. Like this is the reality of the situation. Let it go. Sometimes people decide that they have an answer for you. And then when you don't give it to them, they keep trying to get that answer and elicit that response. And it gets very frustrating. I've been in that situation before. I'm sure I've been on the other side of it. But like, you guys, we have to let this go. We have to let she's not going to give you what you want. Sorry. (laughs) That's it. Um, So then Andrea and Paige have their little makeup moment. I mean, was anybody emotionally invested in this in the begin with to begin with? No. (laughs) Like, I know that you guys really love Andrea and you think that he's like a literal Disney prince and, you know, he's pasta and abs and all good things in between. And I understand that you guys think he's like a true Italian golden retriever for you guys. I I get it. I get it. Um, But I don't think that you guys were like that invested in the page of it all outside of like, he is clearly a better option than uh, Craig. So do we have to talk about this? I don't think we do. Basically, they make up. Paige says she decides that she's really not that mad and that she understands where he's coming from. And that's really it. He wasn't trying to play her. It was what it uh, what it was. Like, realistically, what we're not saying is that, like, Paige was playing this game just as much as Andrea was. So, like, do, is it really worth it to get into it when you got what you wanted in the end, which was Craig? No. It isn't. So let's all move on, shall we? Um, Robert, Robert's there. He leaves. Bye, Robert. Um, In a confessional, Danielle's still trying to mull over whether or not she wants to move to Charleston for him. It just seems like she has a lot going on in her personal life and she doesn't know if it's really like worth it or is it like giving up your power, having to move and having like, 
she's lived her whole life on the East Coast or like in the metro area, tri-state area. Um, moving to Charleston, moving down south, moving to Charleston especially is a big shift. It's a big change. And to put that all on your relationship and not really have your own personal stock in it, I, I get it. I get it. She says that she wants to make sure that they're making it the decision for themselves, like as a couple and not just individually. Then we go to Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay. Okay. Like I can give you all the girl power stuff, but like, I know what she's doing. I've done it before. She was fishing in this moment. Every scene that I can remember that we've seen her like directly seeking out conversation with Maya is like trying to, in a roundabout way, figure out what's going on with Ahmed. Um, so she goes into Maya's room and she's like, Oh, what are you doing tonight? We're thinking about going out. Maya's like, girl, I, do you see this peanut butter on my bedside table? Like I'm not going anywhere. Okay. Um, so she's then trying to like, Maya picks up on it. She's like, why are you trying to hook up with a med? Like, is that why you're here? Clearly. And she's like, no, but you know, um, <laughs> since you mentioned it, I guess I will call him and see what he's up to. So she calls Ahmed and here go hell come. Okay. Ahmed told her that he was going to kick it with his boys, right? Lindsay is trying to hang out with Danielle and Ahmed. And she thought that he was going to be cooking it with the boys during the daytime. And that there was like a possibility for them to all get together at night. That appears to not be the case. Guess who doesn't like that? Hubhouse. I don't know like a ton about men, but I do know that they don't like to be called after they kind of established that they weren't going to hang out with you. And they don't like to be yelled at, especially when they already told you that they weren't going to hang out with you. <laughs> so not really motivating them to want to hang out with you again. Okay. I know Lindsay says that she's been to a lot of therapy and this is like, she has uh, prepared herself for this moment of being ready and opening up that door or whatever. And, leaping through it okay but this feels like basic information so just from one girl to another okay from one single 30 something in new york to another there's my information my my wisdom from me to you um so yeah she gets pissed and he's ahmed is like i don't really want to do this right now you know and he's like okay well, if this is how you want to do this, then, you know, I can play that game. And it just, you know, it really seems like you don't want to see me. Like, that's very obvious. And I get that. And I'm too old to play these games. Meanwhile, Maya is like, damn, I was really, like, trying to play Candy Crush on my phone. Um, and now um, here you are on my bed uh, yelling at this man that you met two weeks ago, talking about how you're too old to be playing these games. Um, ah, girl, I'm with you. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, girl, poor Maya. Poor, poor Maya. I forgot to mention that Maya was on Watch What Happens Live, um, which really could just be called um, Summer House Live. <laughs> Summer House Night Live at this point with the rate to which these people are on the cat or on the show. But um, Oliver was there. So they're still dating and that's very much still her boo thing. So I have to admit, you guys, I was incorrect. Apparently you can make it work as a Manhattanite with a guy who lives in New Jersey. Now, I don't know if he still lives there. Maybe he moved to Brooklyn or something. I don't know. But they seem to be happy and... You know, egg on my face for that one situation. But generally speaking, that doesn't happen. But after Lindsay hangs up with uh, Ahmed, uh, she says to Maya, I'm not the one you want to fuck with. <laughs> and Maya's like, okay, well, that settles that. Good night, girl. <laughs> Good night. And I think that's really the last we ever hear Ahmed's voice. So RIP to you. Sorry. Um, at some point, Carl and his juicy thighs start kicking down the door, holding a bunch of pizza and various pastas and carbs. And I've tr personally never been more turned on. <laughs> more on that later. Um, then Kyle 
basically berates Maya into going out with them that night because she hasn't done it all weekend. She's been, or all summer. Um, she's been playing Charlie Bucket just like Paige and Sierra have. So she ends up going out with them that night. Not sure we might made such a big deal out of it because we really didn't see anything. But um, Sierra and Paige end up in bed while uh, Paige is FaceTiming and making kissy faces at Craig. Uh, the next morning, there's a brief statement from Carl about how he loves Lindsay, but he feels like she's dating the wrong guys. And you guys, I'm reporting it because I'm a fair and honest journalist. But I again, I don't see much in this. It's true. It is factually correct. It doesn't matter that Carl was the one who said it. That's not like foreshadowing for their like beautiful life together. Okay. I still don't believe that is just a scientific fact. She is dating the wrong guys. Okay. That's true. Then wait for this. You guys, we see a first, a summer house first. It was a blink and you'll miss it moment, but it happened. Let me walk you through it. Sierra was sitting in front of a table and she had a Clorox wipe, a box of Clorox wipes in front of her. She pulled out a Clorox wipe and she cleaned maybe one fifth of that table for a good three seconds. She cleaned you guys. So I don't want to hear shit from you. (laughs) I don't want to hear shit anymore about how Sierra doesn't clean because we saw it on camera. Okay. We all saw it. She took that wipe and she was done. Okay. Um, Moving on. Paige is sitting down to tell her that she is going to be doing a fashion segment for Access Hollywood and Sierra is going to be one of her models. They're going to be doing that obviously back in the city in a few days. Paige is setting us up for her new career as a Another Kristen Cavallari, now that I think about it. She really wants to go into hosting, fashion stuff, which is good. I'm glad that she's looking towards the future because what little we see of her job on the show, I just don't see how it's like sustainable in the long run. If you're just showing us cheap versions of high-end trendy looks like how much longer is that industry a viable one for her i don't think it is for very long anyway um so i'm glad she's looking to branch out and she says that she's always wanted to be on television like this is exactly what she wanted to do then it kind of shifts to sierra and i found this conversation a little bit frustrating because much like her fake conversation with that real nurse about like, Oh, I, I, you know, I just, I'm new to the city and I'm just thinking about what my options are for nursing. Is this like the hospital they work to work for is going to allow me to take off months at a time to go to the summer house. And then again to the winter house. And then I'll just work. when I feel like it like girl, girl. Um, like I know she's a travel nurse and there's flexibility, but I don't know if it's that good. She's quite young. Um, But she starts talking about her career and how she's kind of feeling like she might be having a quarter life crisis. She's 25, you guys. And this was something that I brought up the other day is that like, we, one, don't talk enough about how young Sierra is. But two, don't talk enough about how much older (laughs) Paige is than Sierra. Like, I feel like people infantilize Paige because she's like so tiny, so petite, like Andrea always says. And like, I think people think that she's younger, but she's like 31, right? She's younger than she, I think, gives off or that people give her credit for. Older, older. Um, So they're talking about that. And Paige is like, you know, I just don't know. Like I did give myself time to quote unquote, uh, move into the city and get settled. And now I just like, don't know what I want to do. And she starts talking about how she is kind of traumatized from working as a nurse, seeing people die every day. She doesn't want to go back and do that. And I completely get that. Like it's tough. But I just felt like in terms of saying it was frustrating, it was kind of like, I know she's obviously can't tell the whole truth, which is, okay, she's talking to Paige, she's talking to Danielle, and Danielle and Paige are both like, girl, you're worried about all this shit, but when we were 25, we weren't even 
close to where you have been able to go in terms of like growth and accomplishments. So don't worry about that. And Danielle tells her, you know, go into modeling, just, just do some modeling. And while you figure it out, you can absolutely do that. Right. Um, so the thing is to me is like, I think this is a woman who has like an embarrassment of options. Like she's stunningly gorgeous. She can absolutely make it as a model. She has a degree and a career that is stable and that she can go back to at any time. And also she's on a show and she's making more money than she probably was in that degree. Like the real conversation to me is I had the stable career that I figured I was going to be doing for the rest of my life. I found myself on a TV show and now I'm making more doing significantly less, like basically nothing in comparison to my life as a nurse. And I'm worried about how long this train is going to last. I don't want to go back to my job because look, my whole world has just expanded. And now I have all these opportunities. I'm basically a celebrity, (laughs) I don't really want to go back to nursing. I'm kind of liking my life out here. I'm kind of liking that I can live and afford to live in a nice apartment in New York and not wake up until like noon if I don't have to, you know, like that's the real conversation to me. And that's the part of like reality TV that I do find frustrating. I'm I'm getting too like nerdy about this, but <laughs> I, I just felt like if we're going to make such a big conversation about Sierra's career as a nurse, like it's bullshit. So like, why are we, you know, like, let's talk about something real here. Anyway, more boring wedding talk from Kyle and Amanda. It's revealed that they have three weeks left, right? And they still have not done uh, cake tasting. They haven't figured things out with the florist. They have a whole laundry list of things to do. Kyle's a sty is just beginning to fade. And he's like, you know what? If we just keep chugging along, it's like, we're not going to be doing things at the last minute. Like we can be on schedule. (laughs) And Amanda has to look at him. I mean, she, I do feel like she likes to burst the bubble a lot, but she was right. Like, bro, we're three weeks before this wedding. Everything we're doing at this point is last minute. Like, (laughs) did we need to mention it? No, she was right. Absolutely. Um, what else is going on? Oh, See, this is where Amanda and I, I, I'm like, okay, we don't come from the same world. Okay. So more talk about the uh, prenup and Kyle's like, well, cause we're getting married at your uh, parents' place in Jersey. I think we should probably look at finding a lawyer in New Jersey as well that can handle the prenup. And Amanda's like, well, okay, but like, we really need to have this conversation to get my father involved. Why? Why, Amanda? Why? Amanda, you're 30. Why? Why do we need to get your father involved? (sighs) Okay. So we find out that she apparently has given all of her finances over to her father at this point. She has access to a bank account. She knows what's in that account. But like, apparently he's wheeling and dealing and all sorts of things. And she doesn't really know what her financial situation is at all. And so this is why I'm frustrated with her. Like, okay, you have no stake, no ownership in Loverboy. Your finances are completely run by your father. Kyle later says that she doesn't even do her own taxes. Like her dad handles that. Um, not that it, I, I, he does, he doesn't mean like, oh, she gets somebody to do her taxes. Like I think it's in the, oh, she doesn't even think about it. Her father just does her taxes without this even being a thought that runs through her mind. Right. Um, and so earlier in the season, I was like, gosh, he really kind of treats her like she doesn't know what she's talking about with finances. And I'm like, oh, cause she actually doesn't like, I thought he was being a little bit misogynist about it, but I, now we find out it's actually true. Um, this girl has, she's making too much money to not know what's going on with her finances. And I know like trust your daddy, but also know what's going on, girl. I'm not saying he's a crook, but like, it's your money. You should know. Everybody should know what's going on with their money. And this is why I continue to be frustrated with her. Is that like, yeah. You're in a situation where you don't even know what's going on with your own finances. Wouldn't you have some sort of stake in protecting that? Like, wouldn't you want to? Maybe if you knew what was going on, you'd be like, hey, I want to keep this. Or, um, 
something like this is just such an old school mentality of like my daddy handles my finances and I don't know what's going on and like I'm just gonna trust this guy to handle things like this these are like Susie Orman would have an aneurysm at a I wish they had done a special about (laughs) a special Kyle and Amanda episode a summer house special of Susie Orman she would have lost her mind okay lost it. I don't really know like what Amanda's mom does. And I'm not absolutely not like talking down to her if she doesn't have a job and she's just been a stay at home mom this month, this whole time. Cool. But Amanda is trying to replicate what her mom and dad have in terms of their finances. And like, that's already not the case. Cause like, unless she is her Amanda's mom in active business with her dad, this is, y'all are not in the same boat, girl. Sign the, f- <laughs> sign the paper. This is so wild. Sign, do a post up. I will draw one up for you guys. I will head right downtown. I have no problem. I will do it. I'll do it. So now I'm understanding a little bit more why Kyle was like dragging his feet about having this conversation is because he knew that this conversation was really going to be one with her dad and he wasn't really trying to do that. And I can understand why that would be. Um, then we see Paige and Sierra go to access Hollywood. She's doing her fashion segment and we see flashbacks of a young Paige who on one Halloween dressed up as a news anchor. So she's really proving to us and whoever wants to, hire her that she has been ready for the stage. She's been ready to be an anchor. Um, my question was, did we have hair and makeup? Is that something that we had to do? Like, I feel like Paige could have afforded if this is her best friend, Sierra, who's going to help her out that we could have hired just like a, do they still have the priv app to just pump it down, down to the studios girl and bump my ends. <laughs> get get my edges a little bit if I'm gonna be doing a a TV segment you gotta at least make sure that I look good okay like Sierra always looks good but the the sew-in is giving uh bedhead at this point and like I was trying not to say anything but you're about to go on TV TV and this could be a reel for you Sierra so like can we brush can we We should have gotten some professional hands on it for a professional job. Okay. Um, I know she wasn't getting paid, but like she could have done her a solid on that one. I, I'm moving on. Okay. This segment was about uh, tennis fashion. TikTok apparently has been, had been talking at the time about um, off the court tennis chic fashion. So um Page styled a couple looks or three looks for that and hallelujah. Okay. Were the looks great? No, I wasn't really understanding why she styled like the mom on the go to have both a jacket and a sweater over the shoulder in case she got cold. Didn't really seem very functional to me, but I move on. Um, oh, good, good for you, girl. I mean, Paige is right. Like, this is going to be great for her reel. If she, she, this is great for her resume to be like, yeah, I have done an on-camera segment before. It's going to look great for her. So, congrats, girl. Congrats. Um, then we get back to Amanda and Kyle. Her parents come over for the cake tasting. They're talking about finances, whatnot. Her dad's name is Frank, I think, and he says that he's really concerned about all the like he's right out the gate, just like very serious, right? I'm concerned about all the emails that I'm getting about this wedding now that we're coming up to the like final countdown. And Amanda and Kyle are like, what emails? <laughs> and Frank is about to have just just die right there. He's like, the fact that you guys don't even know what emails I'm talking about is very concerning to me. And now I'm even more worried. We find out they don't have music at this point. Um <sighs> They're they're about to have 200 people in that backyard. Y'all don't even have music. Good Lord. The, you guys have been planning this wedding for three years. Three years. <laughs> like, let's really put this into perspective. Y'all have been engaged for three years. You've been trying to get married. This is your third time actively trying to get married. How many ideas 
carried over from attempts one and two that didn't make it to three because like (laughs) sounds like you guys aren't ready for number three how are you even going to get to one and two (laughs) that's my question but anyway they're they got a long way to go okay a long way to go um they also don't have the marriage license kyle says that that is not a high priority for him. And it's like, you know what? At this point, I'm getting like four hours of sleep at night. And Frank's like, yeah, I don't really give a shit. I, that's not that's not really a high priority. Um, then the lady comes over to ca- taste the cakes. And I have to say, I, I used to be a big Top Chef fan. But then I was like, one day, like... If I can't taste the food and I'm just looking at it on TV, like, really, what's the point? What's the end game? Like, what am I getting out of it? So I stopped watching Top Chef, like, years ago. But I have to say, like, now watching this tea- this uh, cake tasting, I was feeling a lot. And another thing, like, I don't really – I'm a chocolate girl through and through. I don't really care about, like uh, – Ooh, like a, like a key lime pie I could have once maybe every five years and be totally I could never eat it again I could never eat like a what's the lemon one um, lemon meringue pie I could never have them again and I'd be fine um but those cakes looked fucking delicious like they looked like fresh and that they had fresh fruit in the middle and it wasn't like gummy and like gooey oh like the idea of like one of those like thumbprint um, sorry to all of England. Those like thumbprint cookies with the jam in them. Yuck. Yuck. Um, this is not my takes on, uh, fruit based dessert, but anyway, the cake looks really, really good. So shout out to you, Haley. If you're listening to this, I would love to try a slice of one of those cakes. Um- it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, Haley leaves and then they start talking about the prenup frank asks kyle and amanda like have you guys really thought about the fact like i know you guys know that you're having a wedding but have you really wrapped your mind around the fact that you guys are going to be married in a few weeks no answer for that (laughs) none and frank says okay what's going on with your finances you guys have a lot of things at play like what's going down what's going down with the business and Amanda says that Kyle's been waiting till he has all of his ducks in a row, but her parents are like, okay, well, that sort of thing, like you're never, nothing, there's never going to be a perfect moment for that, right? Like, don't even worry about that. If you're waiting, you're going to be waiting forever. Then Kyle reveals that he took out that $4 million loan and that he had to put a person, personal guarantee on it. And at the moment, he's paying like 50 G's a month on that bill. And then he says that he and Amanda have not sat down and talked about uh, what each other has financially at the moment. And another head scratch moment for me. He then brings up these, uh, you know, mysterious, elusive investors that have been asking about the prenup. And Frank says that the first thing that he wants to talk about is to get a lawyer in to figure out what all of that means. So, Amanda, you have your finances trusted in a man who doesn't. Okay, (laughs) I don't want to I don't want to talk bad about your daddy, but like we can't just trust our fathers in everything just because they're our dads. Like even he hadn't really considered the fact that you might want to get a prenup. And so that's concerning to me. This is people who don't have to worry about money. Like, let's just 
let's just be real here. Then Kyle says that should anything go down with like Loverboy going bankrupt per se, he's going to be screwed. And so Frank says that he just needs Kyle to just be transparent with Amanda. Because once they get married, she'll probably assume some of the responsibility for Loverboy or that debt should things go wrong. Again, sign the papers. Like, I was transparent with her. I don't really know how far that goes in a court of law. You know, I don't, I don't know if you can really toss it in as a, a legal thing. I oh, Just sign the papers. Just sign the papers. Okay. <sighs> then they switch to a conversation about how, you know, they're going to discuss their finances after they get married and, you know, whether just the language surrounding their money after you guys get married is it going to be Kyle's account or is it going to be your account? It, who cares? Who cares about the language? <laughs> I don't care about the, the verbiage around this girl. Ma'am. <laughs> who cares? So then, um, Kyle's like, honestly, I don't really care where the money's coming from as long as things are getting taken care of. But then Frank's like, well, I take care of the finances in my household. And, you know, that's just like a completely fair exchange if my wife is going to be cooking and doing the laundry and stuff. And Kyle's like, well, I actually do that stuff. And Frank's like, well, you know, it doesn't really matter. The point is, like, there should be an exchange in the relationship. (laughs) It's like, well, Kyle, you might have a point there. Then there's a a brief discussion of, oh, Amanda, we're going to need to discuss your grandfather's trust that you have access to. And then that was a moment where I'm like, okay, we're not ever going to see eye to eye on this because we, Amanda and I live in two different worlds. And girl, you have a trust from a, a grandparent? Protect yourself. Protect yourself. Protect your neck, girl. Protect your neck. Why would she not want to protect that trust at the very least? Girl, come Ugh, Okay. Um, everybody goes back to the Hamptons for the last weekend. They're going to be there for like three days, four days or something. Carl's decided that at some point they're going to have a prom party. And Paige is so excited. She's in the car with Sierra and Maya. And she's talking about how like she's... Queen of prom, okay? Queen of the, um, (laughs) like, uh, local New York upstate prom queen of, like, 2009 to whatever the hell. Um, She says that she's been to 12 proms and that she was prom queen at a school that she didn't even go to. To see all those pictures of her in, like, looked like a lot of um, bridal wear... (laughs) Just, just Paige, the, uh, the Long Island queen. I loved it. The tanner, the updos, the side parts, the half, the messy bun at the crown of the neck. Oh, do you remember the time ladies? You remember. And then Sierra is like, Oh Maya, do you know what's going on with Lindsay and Ahmed? And Maya's like, Oh, Yeah, I heard they were taking a break. You hear those silent air quotes, guys? (laughs) Cut to Lindsay giving Danielle the tea about the situation with Ahmed. And she's like, well, I don't think things are done between us. But like, you know, we just need to work on our communication. Two weeks into their relationship, they're taking a break to work on their communication. (laughs) These might be the points where you bring up Girl, are you actually enjoying this? Because this seems like a lot. Um, Danielle tells Lindsay that, you know, I just feel like you just being yourself will attract the right person. And Lindsay throws her hands up and is like, thank you. That's what I've been trying to say this whole time. Then Lindsay says, this has been the best summer of her whole life. And Danielle looks at her and says, really? And I'm like, looking at Danielle, like, really, girl? Lindsay's been saying this every episode twice an episode for the past six episodes is this the first time you've heard i've been having the greatest summer of my life because it's not for me (laughs) it definitely hasn't been for me um then danielle gives updates on her charleston situation and we get more of like a full view of it which is that 
Robert and his family have their own history. They used to travel there and vacation there. So it's sort of a special place for them. So Robert just has more of an emotional investment in the situation. Whereas like this would be a big change for her. And then Danielle tells Lindsay and all of us that this is not just like a, oh, we're going to be there for a six months thing. This is like a, oh, we're thinking about making this our forever home. And Lindsay's like, wait, 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 wait. Like, now I'm upset. I thought this was just going to be like a trial run thing. You didn't, you didn't give me all this information, girl. So, and that's interesting. I mean, they're not in Charleston. We know that didn't work out. They moved to Brooklyn. So, sorry. Sorry. When everybody gets to the house, we find out that the florist that Amanda and Kyle picked backed out at the last minute because, and I would have loved to know more information about this. Like, it sounds like they thought that they were giving some Bridezilla vibes. So apparently what happened was that they had given the florist an idea of what they wanted and the florist gave back like their interpretation of it and they didn't like it. And so the florist then thought that like they were insulting their work and declined to work with them. But what they were trying to say is like, well, we gave you pretty much a mood board of what we were looking for and you gave us nothing. Like, not at all what we wanted. I would, again, I would love to know, like, what did they say to that florist? What did the florist say back to them? Why were they feeling some type of way? Because I have to imagine, let's say that they even got this florist, like, two weeks prior, right? To cancel out on a job of less than a month for a wedding you really have to piss somebody off, right? Like, (laughs) I have to feel like that seems like an extreme thing to do. Maybe this is more common. I don't know. But that seems like a lot. And so I would like more information on that. Poor sweet Luke is the only one who's like being attentive and sympathetic to their situation. He's like, wow, buddy. Like, yeah, you're gonna have to have like exorbitant prices. It's such a late notice. It's gonna be hard to find somebody at this rate, buddy. Like, yeah, I'm so sorry. (laughs) our sweet king speaking of they actually allowed because it was the last uh weekend they allowed alex and luke to be in the same house at the same time congratulations congratulations um also luke reveals that he's talking to some chick named nicole who surprisingly nobody has heard of or seen except for alex um so apparently they're friends (laughs) and uh, she's a girl who's slid into Luke's DMs and they hit it off. And somebody asked him, I think it was Paige, like, you read your DMs? And Luke reveals that he reads every single one. And in that moment, I knew. Like, like the fucking glass of water from Jurassic Park was probably <laughs> shaking Luke's uh phone from all of the dms that were just like just a tidal wave of dms that came right after he said that on television like oh you made a mistake with that boy (laughs) you should not have said that i think it's pretty safe to say that that policy will end in about 36 hours so get your licks in girls and boys and see what you can do andrea bends down on one knee and reveals you know he's italian guys if you don't remember. So he's not been to prom and he asked Paige to be his date. She says, yes. Uh, Carl asks Lindsay to be his date. He did not look her in the eye when he said it. So don't read into that. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Oh, so Paige has to tell us that, uh, (sighs) well, well, she, well, okay, somebody asks her, like, oh, how are you going to tell Craig about Andrea being your prom date? And she's like, well, I'm going to have to tell uh, Andrea that Craig and I are exclusive now. And they're like, what? And she's like, yeah. Like, she is so pleased with herself when she uh, is able to tell the girls this. So, <laughs> you know, she tells us in a confessional that Craig texted her 
texted her earlier that week about, uh, do you not want to hook up with anybody else? Like, I don't want to hook up with anybody else. How do you feel about that? And so now they're exclusive. (laughs) The way I would want to die if a dude texted me about like being exclusive and then still saying, oh, we're not official. Like, I just don't want to hook up with anybody else. And I don't want you to hook up with anybody else. And you said that via text. This man has been dragging his fucking loafers, his Sperry's, from Charleston to Manhattan to the Hamptons and back. And I just cannot believe that he had the audacity to text her to see if they could be in a serious relationship. Sir, you are in your 30s. You were born in the 80s, sir. This You're too old to be doing that, okay? You're too old to be being like, I like you. Do you like me? Uh, circle, text back Y or N. Or maybe, bro, don't text me some shit like, bro. (laughs) Unless it's followed by like a physical action. Like, do you want to? No, even a FaceTime. He could have FaceTimed her. The very least he could have done was a text. A text. Dog. Ew. (laughs) And like, let the record reflect that wasn't this around the time that Naomi broke up with or got cheated on by Matul? Because remember, she moved to New York with Matul because he was going to start his residency and then very quickly uh, moved back and he cheated. It came out that he cheated on her. And then it came out that she was going to be back on the show. I just have a feeling that this text message came after a long evening of filming Southern Charm and him finding out officially that he and Naomi are never, ever, ever getting back together. I can't confirm that, but I feel it in my heart to be true. Anyway, everybody goes to dinner in the car. They're talking about what they're going to be wearing to the prom night. Kyle's furiously texting in a car, a car seat (laughs) in a seat about like, you know, he's trying to figure out how to get another florist at this point. And he's just feeling like, you know, they're having all these like stupid to him conversations while he's like got something really serious to going on right um everybody sits down carl makes everybody put their phone in a bag so they don't use it during dinner everybody orders espresso martinis now i have fancied myself or be recently become an expert in the espresso martini i've dipped a toe i've made them myself but you guys it happened shout out to my girl shira who is just like an expert at the reservation We got a last minute lunch uh, reservation to Carbone on Friday. You guys, it was everything. Carbone, to remind you, yes, is the place that Julia Fox and Kanye did their uh, photo shoot, right? Um, The place is good, however. I could not, um, I didn't see any like heavy eyeliner marks on the wall. It looked like a very beautiful place. We got espresso martinis and they were everything. Now, Sharon and I have been on a journey, girl, you know, with espresso martinis before. Um, we ordered them once. <laughs> Shout out to Troy and Kelly, but we ordered uh, some espresso martinis at their Beyond the Blinds show, and they were ass, okay? <laughs> it was like pond water. Okay, but the ones at Carbone, however, were incredible. Perfect amount of alcohol, just The perfect color, the perfect amount of foam on the top, the little three little coffee beans, just like absolute perfection. Delicious, right? So I'm looking at these espresso martinis that they're ordering for the table. And again, much like our time at the Beyond the Blind show, ass. Those were like, it's just pale because you need the, like a, it almost needs to look like a, like a Guinness, right? Where you have a deep, dark drink and then the light you know, cream foam at the top. All that looked like coffee creamer. Disgusting. Okay. So disgusting. Look at, look up the pictures of an espresso martini and just model it after that. I don't know. I don't understand. Cause if I had seen a, a tray of those, I would have been like, no, you, you know that that looks wrong. When you brought that out, you knew it looked bad. And it, here you are giving it to me anyway. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? 
I don't know why I'm getting upset about these espresso martinis that they had like eight months ago. But anyway, um, go to Carbone if you can get the <laughs> get the spicy rigatoni. It was delicious. Delicious. Okay. Um, so they're ordering drinks. Kyle gets through his first really quickly. He tries to order a second one. Again, here comes Amanda busting his bubble and being like, um, nobody else is on their second drink. Like, why don't you just slow down? Like, I don't like this. Like, do you hear yourself? Like, this is not fun. This is mean mommy. This is not productive. It's only going to piss him off if you being like, honey, why don't you slow down? Because nobody else is drinking as fast as you, you fucking drunk. You know, like, <laughs> it just is like condescending to me. And I just don't know, like what are we getting out of this exchange? Like, you know, like I don't like shit like that. So then, um, Paige is like, okay, this is our last big dinner with each other. Let's all have like one group conversation. Luke starts to talk about what he missed that last weekend, right? Wondering what was going on with Lindsay because he heard stuff and he wasn't there. So like, what's T girl. So Lindsay says, that with regard to her and Ahmed, they've just decided to put a pin in things for now. He's not in the Hamptons that weekend. She'll call him when she gets back in the city. Yada, yada, yada. So then Paige asks Lindsay if that makes her at all nervous that they've had, like, she and Ahmed have had three big blowouts in the past couple weeks that they've known each other. And Lindsay's like, well, yeah, that's why we've decided to put a pin in things. So then Kyle says that he's like feeling for Lindsay a little bit because he feels like she's been in the hot seat. But Lindsay's like, yeah, but you know, like, don't worry, I can handle it. Like, I, I like it. It excites me. And it feels like I'm walking on hot coals. Like, I love it. Okay. I love it. She's like Tony Robbins in this bitch. <laughs> so Kyle's like, okay, well, maybe it's a good thing that you enjoy this because it kind of seems like you do have a tendency to get pretty intense in the first week with your relationships. And then Amanda is like, well, do you feel like maybe the guys that you're meeting are getting scared away by your intensity? And Lindsay's like, if they are, that's fine. I'm having a sexy summer. No big deal to me. Then Kyle says he's just trying to help. And Lindsay's like, but with what? (laughs) like what is it that you're trying to help me with and she's like i it just seems like everything i say gets twisted around we're like i feel like i'm telling you guys that i'm having a great summer everybody's trying to act like i'm a fucking kathy comic and kyle burts out Lindsay, you had a miscarriage even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Silence. A silence befell the whole table. Uh, Amanda was like, don't say that shit, even though she definitely said that shit last week. Uh, Maya was like, whoa, we didn't have to bring that up at the table. Lindsay's telling him, maybe you don't have to scream that. Like, what are you, what's going on here? And then Kyle gets frustrated and he's like, oh, you know, I'm so fucking done. Or no, this is so fucking dumb. Excuse me. So Amanda turns on him really quick and she's like, stop saying that. Stop saying stupid shit. Like, I I just think everybody should chill. Carl's asking if they could change the subject. And so Amanda is like, she's still pissed. She's still staring at uh, Kyle and she tells him like, you need to be nice. You need to be polite. You need to be kind. Like he's a child. And Kyle's like, well, um, I'm actually nicer and more polite than you are. (laughs) So, this is why 
say, like, if we're going to do these things, like, can we be productive? Because you know he's not feeling it. So you, like, being like, oh, oh, woo, 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 be nice, be polite to everybody. Like, I would snap, too. (laughs) I would snap, too. I really make myself sound like I have such a bad, shitty attitude, and I don't. Like, generally, I'm pretty chill, you guys. (laughs) I mean it. I, I mean it. I mean it. I also wouldn't, you know, tether myself to somebody who spoke to me like I was a child. So maybe, maybe there's a difference in that. Anyway, um, Amanda, she's, she's pissed. Kyle tells her that she lives in her own little world. And Amanda's like, yeah, I a hundred percent live in my own little world. It's a beautiful place. It's a happy place to live. And Kyle's like, really? Doesn't look like it. (laughs) And then Amanda starts to cry. Oh God. So then at this point, Lindsay points to Luke and is like, hey, everybody, there's a 37 year old guy sitting across from me and nobody's questioning his behavior. And Luke's like, yeah, let's do it. Mention it all. Ask me questions. I'm totally fine. And so then he starts to talk about, or excuse me, Lindsay asks him how many chicks he slept with over the summer. And he's like, a handful. And he's like, okay, well, there it is. No, nobody's talking about this. Luke starts to talk about his new situation with Nicole. And as he's doing that, Paige turns to Lindsay and says, you know, I do feel like there's been a double standard with you about this summer. And Lindsay's like, yeah, like I'm a single 35 year old woman in the city. That's basically like any guy out there dating in the world, like any single guy. (laughs) Time the fuck out. Um... You're concerned, Paige, about there being double standards for Lindsay when you are the... (laughs) What? (laughs) I feel like you have been heralding this anti-Lindsay slut-shaming movement, and you have the nerve to whisper in her ear that you feel like there's been a double standard. (laughs) Yeah, girl, because of you. You were the one that said that they're not running a brothel when uh, Lindsay brought home Luciano. What, like, what do you mean? (laughs) She really had some nerve. She really had some nerve saying that to Lindsay. And I hope Lindsay eats her ass up at the reunion. I hope they bring that up. How dare you have the nerve to say, oh, I feel like there's a double standard, girl. You're the double. You're the, you you set the standard page. What do you mean? <laughs> the whole reason why Amanda's getting all upset and in a tizzy is because you guys, she's been listening to y'all, you and Sierra talking shit about Lindsay and her spreading her legs to whoever, respectfully, okay? Y'all are the ones who said that. Y- you guys were. Anyway, <laughs> that was funny. Um, so... Then there's like another side conversation going on at the table. Sierra's telling Maya how good the salad was. And now at this point, Luke is frustrated because he was actually like trying to tell everybody about his life (laughs) and what's going on with him. And there are now like three other conversations happening at the table. Kyle picks up on this and he starts getting really pissed off. So Luke, Amanda's still crying. Luke's telling everybody, like, I've been trying to have this conversation for the past 45 seconds, but nobody cares. Amanda tries to collect herself. And then Kyle starts banging his hand on the table like he's fucking Joe Gorga at at the christening episode. You guys know what I mean. When he calls Teresa scum. (laughs) And and, and then um, Kathy tells uh, Teresa that she left her child unattended in a stroller and that she had to get the stroller. <laughs> Kathy was so demented. You guys. <laughs> I, I'm like not actively, but like if I have time, we'll turn on an old episode of New Jersey because I haven't rewatched it. And like, I'm now in the Kathy seasons. This is what season three, I think, or four. And God, Kathy, I don't know why I thought she was so nice. That that smoky eye really uh, threw me for a loop with regard to Kathy because she is so like, 
You have the nerve to tell a mother that she left her child unattended in a stroller and that you had to save her child. And like, what did you expect her reaction was going to be to that? Did you think she was going to cry? Or did you think that was really going to piss her the fuck off? Like, come on, Kathy, you knew what you were doing. At that point, Amanda starts to cry even harder. She walks away. Sierra's following after her. Kyle says he doesn't understand why Amanda was crying, but at the dinner tables that he usually attends, they're all, everybody's just having one conversation. Paige gets really annoyed and she's like, Kyle, you're not the dictator of the dinner table. And so Kyle's like, say it again. Say dictator of the dinner table again. She's like, dictator of the dinner table. (laughs) That was a horrible impression. (laughs) So she like doesn't, I mean, truly like, what what were you going to do, Kyle? What what were you going to do? So Paige is like, Kyle, you're not in charge of all of us all of the time. And Kyle's like, are you fucking kidding me? And Paige is like, yeah, keep raising your voice in public. That looks really good. Keep going. Keep going. So at this point, Kyle gets up. He's throwing his chair behind him. And Paige is like, you know, I don't know why the fuck Amanda's marrying you. He's a psychopath when he gets mad and I don't like it. Then Alex tries to play devil's advocate about how, you know, I think Kyle stays up until like two o'clock in the morning every day. And Paige is like, nobody gives a fuck. Everybody's working. I'm so sick of that excuse. I don't know how the fuck she lives with him. So this is what I'm saying. Like they've been playing for weeks now that like everything is kind of okay and smooth sailing, but clearly something happened and we need to know what happened because Paige has not been this pissed off at Kyle since the beginning of the season. And I just find it hard to believe that like they've been fine for weeks. Nothing happened. Kyle, puts his fist on the table one time. And now all of a sudden she's like, I don't know why you marry him. I don't know. I just felt like an extreme reaction without there being something else that we're not privy to. Then Sierra has to sit there and soothe Amanda while Amanda's crying about how she doesn't want to upset Lindsay or give her the impression that she thinks that they're basically slut shaming her when they're not. And Sierra's like, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. I think that you're probably very stressed about the wedding. Like, you know, you have a wedding coming up in a few weeks, right? You're probably stressed out about that. And so then Amanda is like, yeah, you know, my florist did back out earlier this morning. You know, we have a lot going on. So Sierra's like, yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. And not Lindsay, because I don't care about her, right? Um, So everybody ends up making it back to the table. There was a point where Carl followed Kyle. And, you know, Kyle starts ranting about how he doesn't have time for this shit. And then Luke shows up. And Kyle's like, you know, I just really got upset for you, Luke. Because, I, you, you know, I, you were trying to change the subject and not rehash things. And he, he didn't want to talk about the Lindsay thing. It's like, I just didn't want it to be another situation from last week. So I, I just felt bad that you were trying to shift the conversation and you couldn't do it. And so Carl's like, yeah, well, I hear you. But I think that the women at the table didn't like that you slammed your fist down on it. And so Kyle tries to recreate it. And Carl's like, yeah, I don't really need you to do that. Like, that's okay. (laughs) We're good at that. Like, I just think that maybe you should relax because we're at a restaurant. He's so hot. He's so hot. (sighs) So anyway, everybody makes it back to the table, like I said. And Kyle's like, you know, I want to apologize for slamming my fist down on the table. Normally, I don't want to burden you guys with my problems. But I'm in the midst of a lawsuit that has been costing me that has cost me $200,000 so far this month. And I'm also on the line for $4 million and we're about to expand into eight States. There's just a lot of balls in the air right now. Everything's on top of the, on the line. And on top of that, our florist just dropped out and, you know, I just feel bad for Luke because nobody was listening to him. And I just didn't think that was very much to ask. So then Amanda tells him, that he needs to practice what he preaches and that it can get really frustrating when a Kyle, uh, you know, holds people to such a high standard, but then he gets so mad at everybody else on somebody else's behalf. And then he goes and does the same goddamn fucking thing. And she thinks that that's really what drives people nuts. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, tell us how you really feel, Amanda. Um, 
So then Paige says, obviously you guys are stressed out because you have a wedding in three weeks and we had no idea that you guys were going through this lawsuit. We had no idea about the $4 million. And then Kyle at this point is like, you know, everybody's worried about their prom outfit, but I'm dealing with something a little bit more substantial shit right now. And everybody's like, Kyle, (laughs) whatever um, welfare that he drew up at that in those 30 seconds between him stamping gone. Okay. Everybody's now pissed that he's like talking about how busy he is. Paige and Meyer are like, everybody else has shit going on. You're not the only person who's going through stuff right now. He gets upset again. He says that he's done. He's kicking his little legs in his white jeans. Um, Amanda or Danielle's trying to play linebacker and get him to come back to the table. He's pushing through, pushing through that line. And he's out. And we end up the episode on a to be continued. Boy, 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 boy. (laughs) How do they watch these episodes and like go to bed? You know, like you got to you got to go and share your bed with them. You got to wake up in the morning and like talk about the dogs. Like who's going to take the dogs out? Are you going to pick up coffee on the way? Um, Or, you know, what's going on with lover boy? (laughs) what, What happens Monday night? to Tuesday evening for for Kyle and Amanda. I really am curious. <laughs> it, it can't be fun. Ooh, it cannot be fun. With that, you guys, we're done. We're done for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for speaking. Love you.